Hey everybody, today we're going to be talking to Shalini Negrani. Did I say that right? Amazing. Yes. We're going to, we're going to talk about yoga. Uh, we're going to talk about meditation. Her journey and her love of film. We're going to get into dentistry. This yeah. show is going places. It's, uh, it's crazy and it's out there. Shalini, give us a little wave there. All right, we'll see you in a few. Who are we? Nobody's. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First Frames First. Welcome to episode 47 of First Frames First. Hello, everyone. My name is Adrian Kornstetten. I'm Jay. Welcome to the show. Welcome. And today we have a guest. Uh, my name is Shalini Negrani. Yeah. Hey, Shalini. So, Shalini and myself go way back um, to Greenhouse. Yeah. That is that is in fact where it all began. Like, when did you? When did you? When did we uh, sort of meet up in the process? Was it before we started shooting? During shooting? Do you remember? It was kind of in the middle of shooting. I think we met up. I found your ad on Kijiji, mm-hmm. and then we met up at Coffee Culture That's in right. downtown, uptown Waterloo, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just all I remember from that meeting is like going home and telling my friends, I met this guy, he's South African, and he knows where Zimbabwe is, and then... <laughs> This thing and then this. Because that's then, Kijiji yeah. is the Amazing. independent filmmaker's best friend. Totally. Yeah. Uh, what did your ad say? Oh, yeah, oh I, I, I don't remember. What, but what were but, you looking for? But I think it was probably social media. Was it social media or was it? Was it was marketing, film marketing. Marketing. Um, yeah. Because I just so what happened was I just graduated, yeah. and for Laurier in my last semester, I did a bunch of their career videos. Yeah. They're still on their website. Go to Laurier Career Center. Those are all mine. Congratulations. Yeah. That's and then, awesome. And then after that, I was like, I want to do this, more mm-hmm. of this. Um, but I didn't actually have any directing experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which now that I say it, it's, that sounds off because I just did all those career center videos. So yeah, yeah. weird. Um, but then when I met you, it was just, there's this thing we want to do. Everyone's a volunteer. Let's market. And then, yeah. Yeah. Gigi is so funny. It is, and Kijiji, as, in fact, the whole movie was put together through Kijiji. Like, it was mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I knew about Mandy.com. Now, if you guys know about Mandy, mm-hmm. Mandy's the new place. Okay. Like, if you want to find an actor, I don't know about technicians. Yeah, you can. You can? We, we used Mandy for a lot of the actors first shifted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, half the actors, I would say. Yeah. Um, we used Facebook and our website for the other half. Um, but Kijiji is still the best place if you need to find something very random. Yeah. And people, the thing is people are, people that are looking to do stuff are trolling Kijiji. They are looking for things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the first place we go to. Yeah, totally. You're like, what's happening? You got to sift through all the porn. You're like, that's (laughs) definitely porn. I don't think there's any, that stuff's not on Kijiji. Not? No. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Models required. Not? I, maybe okay. some of us aren't paying attention for that. Maybe we don't look for that. So right, I, I, I will say something. Just a little, a little bit of interesting stuff about Kijiji. Mm-hmm. So I um, stop it. Don't you give <laughs> no, them no. eyes at the. Don't you give eyes to the audience while I'm busy. Go ahead. <laughs> Jerk. So um, I asked for a child actor on Kijiji. I was like in greenhouse we have a child looking for a child actor to do this role you know i I laid it out pretty formally right but i received a bunch of responses um from people asking questions about the roles and i don't know but i'm positive that it was the police Ah. who are making sure that this was a legit thing like the cyber crimes unit or whatever 
emailed because I got these emails that were very pointed in the questions they were asking. And as soon as I, I was like, I answered all the questions. Like you answered. And then as soon as I said to them, you know, well, we need to, with your parents, everything needs to be signed off. We need to, mm. you know, it needs to be legit. And that's the last I ever heard of them. So as soon as they, it felt to me like as soon as they found out that it was legit and it wasn't nefarious. Um, then, that's encouraging that they were looking, right? Totally, yeah. totally. I, uh, uh, it was encouraging. It was good. Well done, Cyber Crimes Unit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now that you have kids. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This is awesome. If only they could get, you know, stolen cameras back. <laughs> no, that's impossible. We had a situation with the police with a stolen camera. That my that Someone stole my camera and it popped up on Kijiji down the road. What? Yeah. Like my camera is down the road. The person put an ad on Kijiji get the police involved nothing ever happened that's it game over we never saw it again never but heard anything they'll protect your kids so yeah. it's give and take yeah, yeah totally so Charlene, while we dominate the conversation why don't you uh, tell us give us a bit of a background your educational history and uh, your film like you gave us a bit of film background there but uh, why, fil- why film too before you uh, get into education film was always something that I think I, I remember as like a little kid, like my dad would have those cameras that had like the actual VHS tape would fit in, like oh. one that goes in your VHS cassette player would fit in the camera. Oh. So I was like a small child and then I would carry this huge thing. <laughs> or like when you go to the zoo or whatever. Holy that smokes. Was something we used to your do. dad was serious yeah. about family memories, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we had lots of stuff. And then... I always found it fascinating about technology. Like, I was always that kid who, like, you know, the AV system or the sound yeah, system, yeah. I would set all that stuff up. Can't do it anymore because now technology is too complicated. <laughs> I just let my boyfriend do this stuff. Um, but back then, it was always this thing, and I never, it never ever clicked to me that it could be a career. My parents always said, like, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or, like, do like some Mm -hmm. serious thing and you have to get all this crazy education i looked a lot into film schools um in high school in high school did i do any film projects i I, in high school i actually wrote my own script and like over march break i created like i got all my friends and i made them uh (laughs) made them (laughs) (laughs) it's true (laughs) well i I used i used food because my mom like cooks a lot like our house is always the house with food so everyone loved coming over to my house so i used it to my advantage Mm -hmm. and then well because i made them wear the same clothes three days in a row so they always like told me that you made us wear the same clothes three and i was like it's okay because these must have been these must have been female friends that were irritated yeah Yeah. because guys they wouldn't be like what's the problem i wear the the same clothes three days in a row he was fine with it (laughs) he was like where the where's the sandwiches what did your mom make yeah i have two sons i'm like could you please change change clothes (laughs) (laughs) for the love of (laughs) with the underpants they throw the underpants on the floor and they just stand i feel bad but no i won't talk about my kids anymore um, <laughs> bailing out, bailing out. Yeah, so I wrote the show, and then over March break, I got my friends to film it, and then the rest of March break, I just sat and edited it. Um, it's a pretty terrible show. It was called The Firing Squad. It was about oh. this lady who she was a television host, but she just kept firing everyone around her. So it's kind of like a play on words thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was high school, and then. Yeah, university, I went into, I did business at Laurier and math at the University of Waterloo. Um, but then in my third year, or my second year, I did like an orientation week video. Mm-hmm. So I just filmed a bunch of stuff. And then in third year, I like planned the entire orientation week. Like I organized it, I orchestrated it. And then that was when I realized, oh my goodness, this could be a career too. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like a hobby. Right. And then I was like, but I'm too far into my education. Let me just finish this because it's yeah. a good backup. And then uh, I actually took my first job because it was repairing Blackberries. And they used to have like a video uh, production thing where mm-hmm. you, you would assemble and disassemble the videos. Because it's cost effective because you don't have to translate the videos, whereas you translate training materials. So I took that job. And then I kind of went on this like technology thing and project management thing. And then. And, and that, that last time we spoke, mm-hmm. you were still in the world of project management. Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 I'm kind of still in the world still of there? project. I like manage project managers, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, project manager. Because project management, I always, well, I always wanted to project management because they were the producers um, of the, like, project managers are just like producers or mm-hmm. they're in the film industry. They're just mm-hmm. the people that, like, make it happen. Yeah. And they, like, get, get people all the together, and... schedule stuff. And, you need that kind of one control or one organized person in every team or every group to make sure stuff happens. Even mm-hmm. in like conversations, you need someone on topic. Otherwise, it just goes crazy. I yeah, that's me for sure. Don't get shit done. <laughs> I'm definitely the guy who's who, organized. Who, or who's organized. Sure. Makes sure that everything uh, is happening. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so um so you did business at laurier mm-hmm. which is renowned for business yeah. and uh math at waterloo math at waterloo mm-hmm. and then where did life take you after that uh so i was at blackberry for a bit mm-hmm. um technical writing and training video creation and then the whole blackberry thing happened and then i switched into construction in toronto for mm-hmm. a bit uh did all the professional project management stuff and then after that realized i loved project management but hated construction um (laughs) the coolest thing about insulation is that it's pink like that is it (laughs) and then after that i went uh i did software analytics for solar Mm -hmm. panels and wind turbines i learned a lot about grants and renewable energies in that situation very cool Mm -hmm. and then i switched to capital one like banking and finance and like more like process and program management mm-hmm. used to do marketing uh, materials for the Costco clients and the Hudson's Bay clients. And then uh, most recently I've moved to Ottawa and now I am a general manager at a web development company. Awesome. Yeah. Very well. That is cool. Yeah. So video has followed you through your whole life. Yeah. And what would, what would your ultimate... What would you like to do with video ultimately? Um, yeah, so with video, why I think it's so important is because it's this, it's a medium for a message. Like my whole thing in life is about saving the world and like everything you do should make the world a better place. Like I think it's like we all talk about life, love and legacy. Mm-hmm. So life, like that's my parents have given that to me and I've had this really cool privilege and like we live in Canada and there's this really cool thing. And then love, so uh, I'm recently engaged, and I have that whole piece. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. And then, uh, when they love, you have your family and your friends, and, like, you surround yourself with, like, people. And now I'm starting to think more about this legacy piece. And it's mm-hmm. always been there that I've wanted to do something to make the world a better place. And I just think film is the right way to get people to understand things. And I think knowledge is power. And so the thing I'm struggling with is like, how do you transfer that knowledge into action? And I think there are ways and there are ways that are out there to do that, but um, they're not always effective for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like it depends on the person. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. not, you, you definitely, these days you can't make a, a video or send a message that's going to get 100% of the audience. Yeah. You, you're aiming at a specific group of people. Yes. You want to throw that mm-hmm. spear you want to hit that bullseye mm-hmm. and it really depends you you when you do that you got like you said pick your audience and, and mm-hmm. pick your message yeah totally so uh because we did we did we put the at one stage we were going to we had a lot of cancer that was flowing through and in and around our lives we thought a cool documentary style project would be to people who had beaten cancer we would document we would go and speak to these people we'd put them on video and we would ask them what they did to beat cancer yeah. and then through by doing interview after interview after interview and collecting or essentially collecting data we would find what the common denominators were that you know why people you know how they would beat cancer hmm. um i don't know we we just didn't follow through i suppose it was like there were too many things going on at the same time. And I think yeah. we just didn't focus. 
Yeah, and I think I also think part of the problem was that we also tried to bite off more. We try we tried to make it too bigger than it had to be. Yeah, we didn't start small. We started with a mountain. We were like, and then we can do this huge thing, and That's it'll be this cure big. cancer. Yeah, it'll yeah. be amazing. <laughs> Instead, we should have just found a person, one person, done one, one story. interview, right? Yeah, put it online, and just started there. Kicked off yeah. from there. Do you yeah. guys remember that? Um, can't remember if it was video or if it was a series of photos that then um they kind of put audio behind but do you guys remember that faces of new york thing yes my mom bought me the book it's what? amazing isn't that amazing yeah basically this, this shoot photographer yeah mm -hmm. and he he just would go and take a picture but a bunch of pictures of a person then i think they ended up putting each one or they would pick some i guess and they would just highlight one person in new york city you know it's like a a doorman and then uh you know whatever anyways they were great but damn kinda, it kind of reminds me of that yeah so i had this grand old idea mm -hmm. i was going to go across canada for the I, world well that Not wasn't my grand idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no but this was this was before that this is when oh. i was still in my first trip to vancouver Right. So I was very nomadic. I was moving all over the place. I was hitchhiking. You know, I'd get into somebody's car while I was hitchhiking. I'd be like, I'd have a little notebook and I'd be like, you know, if you had one lesson that you could leave behind, what would that lesson be for your children? And I'd, and he was like, always pick up people off the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure Never get into a car with door. strangers. <laughs> but, um, so, I, and I, I wanted to do this cross-Canada trip in the same idea. I would yeah. photograph people's faces, but accompanying their photograph would be them telling, would be them saying, giving this lesson in audio. Mm -hmm. okay. So, give an audio lesson. It would just be like a little piece of audio of this person telling, the, telling you one either in really interesting story. 15 seconds sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, 30 seconds. Because mm -hmm. audio is easy. Like, you, I mean, it's not easy, but... If you have your microphone set up, you just hold it in front of the guy, you grab a, a sound bite, and you throw it in with the photo, you know, on the web page as you go across Canada. Mm. You meet these really interesting people. Cool. Well, all pipe dreams, you know what I mean? So you need to implement it if you think about the smaller piece now. Yeah. Yeah. Silly, hey? Yeah. We could have done it. Still yeah. could. We still could. We totally still could. Yeah. We, you you do need simple. a you do need a survivor. We need a story. We have yeah. to find, but we have to look first. We never actually looked for We never story. actually looked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We never actually looked hard enough. Yeah. We just looked like in our own memories or our own recollections yeah, of people. Yeah. Yeah. We never actually ex we never actually asked our own Kijiji. internal circle. We, oh, didn't, we didn't pull the trigger, Kajiji. We didn't actually put it on Cancer Kijiji. survivor. Yeah. Yeah, and incidentally now I have an aunt in South Africa who's a cancer survivor and a sister who's a cancer survivor. Wow. Yeah. What did they change? Uh, everything oh. like huge like like diet diet, diet sister, exercising yeah. just changed everything mindset too um i think so well i think well um, i'm not sure but definitely work on the mindset mm. they definitely worked on the mindset i'm sure trying to stay positive and things like that but diet was huge yeah. like my sister's really intense her diet is she doesn't eat any dairy but i think that was correct me yeah but that didn't remove the cancer. That was things she did afterwards. Is that correct? Yeah, well, maybe she during. She did oh, yeah, chemo. Okay. She wasn't gonna. She wasn't gonna. You know, she, the doctor said you should do chemo, and she went. She didn't. She didn't have the balls to be like. Well, not that she, you need the balls, but she didn't want to be like. No, I'm gonna mm -hmm. try the natural way. Right. She's like, I'm gonna do what you say. I'm gonna do the chemo. I think it's just a personal decision, right? Like. Yeah. You can't like say like it's the good way or the bad way it's just yeah it's so like unique to the person mm -hmm. yeah totally so i don't know maybe one day it will happen uh, and the thing is that if you wait long enough somebody else will do it yeah somebody already has somebody Probably. has no worries but that doesn't mean that there can't be two it's a good cause and mm -hmm. hearing people's stories is always great doesn't matter yeah how many people want to showcase people's lives yeah yeah it's fun doesn't even have Oh, okay, cool. I thought it was the camera mm. slowly taking off into the stratosphere. Something was going on. Now, but um, so that was that was something that you guys worked on. What yeah. when you think about your legacy and you think about your film dreams and things like that? What mm. can you share? Some things that you're thinking about. 
You got you phoned me once to talk about a documentary. Oh yeah, this so was last would you, year. Yeah, would you like to continue in the world of documentary? Would you you because you've started writing? Yeah, I just started writing scripts, but these are fictional. Fictional. The documentary. Where does your heart live? I don't know. Mm. I think it just is like it's the medium of film that is the draw. Um, the funny thing is, I think, um, maybe I'll go philosophical to answer your question. Do it. Love it. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, uh, law of attraction and stuff, Mm -hmm. so I I started meditating about a year and a half ago and I do about an hour practice every day. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't do an hour of anything every day. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, you do. Well, what do you, (laughs) I don't want to. Netflix. Come on. Every day? No. Yes. Me? No. Oh. I don't watch TV. You don't watch TV? Ever? I mean, I do. I do binge watch shows, but what'll happen to me is, see, I can't say every day, but I'll watch 10 hours of American Horror Story, stay up till 7 a.m., and then not watch TV for another couple days. So does that that count? Yeah. Okay. I suppose so. No, I don't watch TV watched. I thought you would have watched TV every day. No. Oh. That's astounding. Don't you do your Why are you thing projecting? Every day, the five minutes. <laughs> totally projecting. <laughs> Last thing, I'm like, okay, we got forty minutes. Let's watch something quick. No. I watch movies in pieces. Uh, really? Yeah, totally. There's not enough time for me and to watch a whole movie. That. You're in film and you yeah. watch movies. In I pieces? have to. I because I, I have to go to bed before the girls start waking up. If I go to bed too late, I'm gonna be in trouble tomorrow morning. So I gotta watch a little piece now. See. Watch a little piece tomorrow. Is I don't have to like wake a up. Kids thing or yeah. what? Did you do that before you had kids? No, too? not oh, before I, I had kids. No. Yeah, I don't have to do anything with my kids, so I'll stay up till all hours of the night, and then wake up, <laughs> drag my ass out of bed, my kids. and go to work <laughs> like this. <laughs> Almost drunk. All my employees Tired know drunk. not to bug me yeah. until third coffee. So you do an hour of meditating a day, yeah, which is amazing. But it's not actually as hard as you think it is. Like yes, it is. Once we build Don't talk rubbish. a habit. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's so hard to Six break. Months, it's eh? like think about brushing your teeth. Can you imagine not brushing your teeth? No. For an hour, I can. Well, like I mean like <laughs> when you were a kid, right? Yeah. Your parents had to build this crazy habit. Yeah, yeah. But now as an adult, it's the thing that you do. Even when you shower, like there's a day you don't shower and you feel icky. Yeah, totally. And you know what? I love the I love boys, the- did you hear that? Are you listening? Mm-hmm. I love the brush your teeth analogy because it's true. There, there are things that are a should, like you should do it, and there are things that are, that you are a must do. And if it's a must, then you will do it. Doesn't matter like what, you like brush your teeth. Clothes on. Yeah, like... you will do it if, as long as it's a must in your brain, in your mind brain. Mm-hmm. It's not a. Huh, I could do it, or maybe couldn't do it. You're like, I got to brush my teeth, and I have to shower. Those are things you have to do. So. I don't know about you guys, but I turn the shower on, and while it's warming, brush your teeth. Brush See, here's the thing. This might this not sound good at, to any environmentalist that's listening, but I turn the shower on and then go brush my teeth, and then after I brush my teeth, I get in the shower. So I do something different. I turn the shower on, and I get in the shower with my toothbrush and brush my teeth in the shower. That's disgusting. That's Gross. That is not good. Heather hates it. Yeah, you should. Are you one of those toothbrushes? Yeah, you, you like let everything yeah, run yeah. out. Like you're like a you're like a rabid animal. No, let me tell I you try something. not to. Toothpaste burns if you get <laughs> yep. it, if you get it in your pee hole. Oh. How did you ever get toothpaste in your pee hole? Don't ask. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, that I don't know. Uh, Heather hates it. Yeah, but you I, should stop doing it immediately. No, I'm not. I'm not one of those crazy brushes where the, it's all Are foaming you doing out of my it mouth. Right though. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to the dentist. I'm not even shitting you. And you were like, Three "Am I ago. doing it right?" She's and like, "Could you get out of the shower? <laughs> <laughs> Put your clothes back on, sir." <laughs> I went to the dentist three fucking days ago. All right, uh-huh. and she was like, "You have great hygiene." Mm. That's what she said mm. to me. Your teeth or your entire body? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she was rubbing her boobs against my shoulder, so uh, I've been talking uh, about my whole body. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that also upset Heather. You no, know, it, mm. it does often, even though I brush my teeth a lot, whenever I go to the dentist, it does kind of freak me out that they're like, 
poking. It's just sitting right in front of your mouth while it's open the whole time. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a job gross. I would never want. Yeah. Tough job. Yeah. Tough I mean, job to all, take. They're nice. But they're so they nice. Are. They are, How so, are they nice. so nice. No idea. Booze. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. I mean, they're wearing a mask. They go. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But does that really do the trick? Like, you should let somebody try to breathe in your face a lot while they're while you're wearing a mask and see what happens. Yeah. Anywho. It is a it's a it is an interesting job choice, and I actually you feel you you do like I feel sorry for them. I'm like I'm sorry, this is your job. Yeah. But they're really happy. So. They are really good. They, I mean, they're happy. They're happy to do it. Probably making a couple bones. I some good not, cash. Here's, don't make here's the thing. Me. No. No. Okay. In the forties to fifties, are you? Ugh. Dentists. Okay. Go on holiday. I mean, yeah. I mean. Well, the dentist checks your Our benefits like money goes somewhere. Minutes. Yeah, the dentist is like. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> they do good this, work. They do this Hygienist. new. They do this new thing, which has only recently started. This is now a dental show. Okay. Show. we're coming back to the meditating <laughs> yeah, for an yeah, hour we'll okay back, yeah. don't but they're doing this new thing where i don't know if, if you guys have had this but my last couple of visits they've now started checking how f- far down my gums will go with yeah like a yeah. knife oh. yeah. so they'll take like a pin and they'll go like three millimeters two millimeters okay that's good and then they're like so they'll tell you like anywhere between four and six is bad and then they'll be going down they'll be like two one, it's a predictor three, of gum two, disease. one, and you're like, please, no fours or fives. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyways, it's a new thing. Yeah, it's and talking about businesses and industry and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where the hygienist does seems to do majority of the work, and the dentist comes and checks things. Right. Like paralegals and lawyers, where the paralegal does majority of the work. Or the law student, or the or the law, year students. law students. Yeah. It, it, is this is this a predominant thing that runs through industry? Is that actually the big dogs? They 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 take the responsibility on. It's but the once burden get, of proof, right? Like if yeah. you think about, like if you think about doctors or even like documentary filmmakers or like why do we go? Why do you interview a professor who's knowledgeable in something over like a student or over yeah. someone who's experienced it? Yeah. It's because they have this credibility or yeah. like assumed credibility in society. Yeah. Well, and and you yeah, and they can be wrong too. But they have all this liability insurance mm-hmm. and all this like but they have this burden of proof too, right? Like doctors are wrong all the time. But then we're totally. always so surprised when a doctor is wrong. Oh yeah. my god, that guy was wrong? It's, I can't believe it. He's a doctor. Yeah, it it is weird to me. Um, and it's a pet peeve of mine, actually, that as soon as somebody throws on the white coat, everything they say is correct. I have been told incorrect things by doctors many times, and um, it's just this. It's, and but the thing is, I'm okay if they're if they're not right. I'm okay if a doctor's like just hang on, I have to go check something on the computer. Like I'm okay with that. I prefer that. In fact, they're like Adrian, you should not be rushing your teeth in the shower. <laughs> He's like. You Please don't know what check you're that talking on the about. <laughs> you better go check that. Okay, now. Yeah. Looping back round. Back you, to meditation. Meditating for an hour is amazing. Let's get yeah. back to philosophizing. Do you remember what you were talking about? Well, there was a question about yes. legacy, right? No. It was yes. Like, like what we is were the talking legacy? about what what are, what are you what are you hoping to to get towards your your you're starting some fictional writing. Yep. You've talked about documentaries and you wanted to kind of get so into the it's, philosophy. It's yeah. this whole thing. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, do you guys know, yes, know this one? Yes. I don't remember what they are, but uh, yeah. Is one of them like heat and security? Yes, yeah. Food. Yes, yeah. So the first one is like food, uh-huh. uh, shelter, mm-hmm. um, yeah, food, shelter, basic needs, water right. uh, is the first level. So basically, the whole theory of the pyramid is that you can't. There's there's a hierarchy in the can't needs get to the that next you thing. have, and you mm-hmm. can't get to the next thing unless you completely satisfy the first thing. So the first Probably. thing is food, water, shelter. So if mm-hmm. you're hungry, you can never get to like, I really want someone to love me because you're just hungry all the time. Like right. think yeah. about when we are hungry, all we can think about is food. 
right? And then once our stomach is full, we start thinking about the next thing, which is like mm-hmm. security and heat. So security is like the consistency of that food, mm-hmm. the consistency mm-hmm. of that shelter. So most people in like our level, like we don't really think about tomorrow. Like, will I eat tomorrow? Like, that's not really our problem. No, True. we're um, not worried about that at all. Or like, is there going to be a roof over my head tomorrow? So we're past yeah. the second level. So the third level is this need for, uh, I think it's affiliation, which is like love. Yeah. So it's like this friends. community yeah. or friends. Or That's like, hugely important. That one's hard because I think teenagers go through, like mm-hmm. I went through this a lot as a teenager is like, well, people love me. Am I going to like everyone's fear comes down to there's a theory that everyone's fear eventually comes down to I'm going to die alone. Yeah. Like, I, like if you loop it back, like I'm afraid of this. Because this will happen and this and will happen, going. but then I will die alone. Yeah, totally. I, and I actually think it's, it, I think it's more primitive than that. Mm. I think for millions of years, humans sat around the fire. Okay. And it was, if you were in, you were in the, the inner circle of the fire. Oh. And you were the warmest. And being shunned or being pushed out of the group is like a, it's been you know, it's been evolved into us to need to find a group where you are in the inner circle where you belong because then you're around the fire. Well, it's also true. It's like if you look at like humans versus like Neanderthals, like mm-hmm. cave, like what we thought was our original ancestors, Neanderthals were very solo, like solo creatures. Oh, they were. And so they... Because they were so solo and they didn't share knowledge among their different tribes, oh. that's how they died out as a species. Because we threw rocks at those guys. Or we like we were five of us, even though they were bigger and they had more power and they have like different um, head skulls. head skulls and stuff. And so you can see remnants of this is just a random fact is that remnants of Neanderthals are like found in in Europe, so close mm-hmm. to northern Europe. So mm-hmm. people with uh, red hair that red hair descendants are mixed between like ancient ancient neanderthals and humanoids so that's where the red hair com- the red the hair actually comes from neanderthals neanderthal. it's never been a human wow. trait it's never been a human and trait the, the freckles too like right like, that's amazing yeah. freckles and red hair it's it's a descendant right like it's it, it was like a merging of neanderthals yeah, and yeah. so it could technically be a human trait but it happened because yeah. they merged did you hear that, Gingers? <laughs> You're a Neanderthal. So, so I mean, just a, a question: did, did we? Did I like you guys? But some of us on this show do not think you're a caveman woman. So, just a question: uh, Did we? Did it, Neanderthals went extinct? Mm-hmm. Was that due to warring and things like that, or were they just? Did we just interbreed? The last known survivals of Neanderthals they found were in Northern Europe in like an ice cave. And it was like a family of three. And the, they don't know for sure. Like none of the stuff they know for sure. Like even the red hair thing. They're, you'll it's see kind like of conjecture. both things on both sides. Like history. No one really knows for sure. Made a brave statement. Now we're just reversing. <laughs> meep, meep, meep. But it, it's like what you believe in. And right? like what, like based on theory statistically this is the most probable (laughs) thing Mm -hmm. but it's like with the neanderthals the last known survivors they found or the earliest known were uh in an ice cave somewhere in northern europe Mm -hmm. and they just went extinct because the theory is that they didn't socialize as much as yeah Mm -hmm. they were loners now why do you love neanderthals so much is this is this information (laughs) that is beamed into your brain during the one hour of meditating or what it's so I watched a documentary called The First Man. <laughs> totally yeah. a documentary. You see, this it, it is film is the medium of spreading information. I mean, this totally. is it. It's just uh... see, I was gonna say she went to university, but really she watched Netflix. I went to business <laughs> and, and math school. I didn't really learn anything that applied to life. Fair like, enough. <laughs> yeah. I learned about stats and business. Fair enough. Numbers. Um, so you were yes. Yeah. So hierarchy. So we go love and belonging. So that's mm-hmm. why humans are the most predominant species on the planet because we need groups and we need this. And that's how we share knowledge. Like there's different parts in like globalization, right? Like we share knowledge and that's yeah. how we become smarter as a species. Totally. And the next one is self-esteem. So this is like 
I think every teenager, especially women teenagers, go through this of like, yeah. oh my God, like I need to be like this. And I'm still going through it. <laughs> maybe, right? And it's, that's the, uh, sorry, that's the fourth need. Mm-hmm. It's self-esteem. So once you have a group, it's how you feel about yourself. Yeah, because you're so worried about like, do I fit in? Do I mm-hmm. not fit in? Where do I fit in? Mm-hmm. Then the next thing is, now, okay, I fit in and I have a group, but who am I? What do I do? Like, this is most people go through this in their 20s, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I have a group. I have friends. I have this thing. I can go on partying. But who am I individually? What do I do? What are the things I like? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're younger, we don't feel safe enough to say these things. Yeah. Generalizing. Um, and then the next one is self-actualization. So a lot of people say self-actualization is you get to this point where you realize, like, I am this. And... This is how I'm going to be successful is through my unique identity. But the cool thing about Maslow's hierarchy of needs is there was a sixth one he never published. It happened like two years later. And it's called self-realization. So this one is about now that you've hit self-actualization, you know who you are, you're happy, you're content in who you are, and you're um, basically when people say like, I'm happy, and you've hit the happiness, the next stage is how do you help other people attain their happiness how do you help other people get from level one to level two to level three to level four and so for me yeah that's what that's where i don't know where i think i'm in somewhere in self-actualization but what i'm trying to focus on is the next part it's like how do i help other people that didn't have the same privileges or opportunities that i did totally now which one do you want to focus on because you could you could focus on helping people in any one of those steps. Yeah, so this is Would what you I'm want to go to down to the out. bottom? Do you want to help with food, shelter? But that's a, yeah, the ones at the bottom are the ones I think are easiest to see. Yeah, and certainly right? easiest, yeah. easiest to identify. Easiest to identify. Oh, this yeah. person is hungry. They don't have this. And it's easier to identify not for outsiders, but for inside, like for yourself too. The hardest ones, I think, and which is the ones we have mostly in Canada, like most people my age, so 28. Um, are going through the self-esteem one or the love one and they're trying to get to that next stage. Mm-hmm. It's like all those people that are in these jobs are like, I'm not happy, but I'm just going to stay here anyways because it's easier. I'm going to just work harder because that's like what I should do or what I think. And that uh, is where I'm trying to focus my energy because it's something I know I've done before. Mm-hmm. But I find it really hard to just convey it to someone in a story or a word story. To that's say, why I to think say, film... To say something like, mm-hmm. don't waste settle. Your life. Don't waste your life. Yeah, don't exactly. settle. Don't settle. So you want to teach with lessons in film. Yes. Because yes. I believe film is the easiest way to express an idea. Mm-hmm. And like even like talking about it, it's so like it takes me like 10 minutes to explain the idea. Mm-hmm. But I think in film, you could explain it in like 30 seconds. Now... Do you th- like? I'm just gonna say that don't waste your life and these kinds of ideas. Okay. They have been done in it's themes that are predominant in a lot of different films, mm-hmm. sure. right? These are not uncommon themes, so I'd be I'm excited and interested to see the way that you attack it. Oh, Would you do it as a documentary? Would you do it as a fictional film? Short film? Yeah, so see, I'm struggling with that. So I started trying to work on a documentary, but then I think it's it was, it seemed too big. Like, it seemed really insurmountable. It's like, oh, yeah. my God, this 90-minute thing that I have to come up with, and it has to be correct and incredible. So then I was like, it didn't, it didn't really, like, get any traction. Like, I had a group of people working on it. But then with a short film, like when I wrote the, the script, it felt so easy because I could write it in a way that I could like use my current material things to yeah. film it. I Manageable. didn't need more money. Yeah, to you were like, it. we could get the camera here. We got yeah. these people. We know. Blah, blah, blah. We could I make this, this happen. House. I could do it in my house. I will make my friends wear clothes three days in a row. Yeah, it's my like I can, I can find my friends. Like, there you go. And I can make the sandwiches now. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so it's. That's cool. I think that's. That's what I did when I was younger without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But then as I got older, I thought like I had to do this more complicated thing because I'm 
older and more experienced. And, yeah. But then, but when I was younger, I actually made a film in like a week, right? Like I made a totally. show. Totally. It's. It seems like. It seems like when you when you when you get older, you you people say shoot for the stars. Yeah. But what can happen is the the trip there becomes so daunting. You're like, you're almost like, it it just grows and grows and grows. And if you actually just, you know. Move uh, the mountain. Do this thing. Yeah, this one little thing that you needed to do in the right direction, that would be the thing to do. Like, you move the mountain one rock at a time yeah. rather than like, well, how are we going to move this whole mountain? Even a lot of times when we're thinking about a new script idea or whatever, right now we're thinking, how can we rein it in to make it as easy as possible? Because okay. we know no matter what you're going to do, it's going to be huge and hard, yeah. right? Yeah. But how can you take some of those difficulties away and really bring it down into its core to its like essence it's, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the message the yes. simplicity right and and the thing is that from where we are right now we would like to do it really really well so we not only want to finish the project quality so, yeah we've we've gotten to a stage where we've started finishing projects that was the goal for greenhouse mm-hmm. for me the goal was just to finish a movie mm-hmm. and it's it was just to get to the end I was like, we just got to finish this movie, get a complete just movie release it. for sale. You know, this is the goal. But the problem is like, once you move into, you're like, you're finishing the movie and you're like, well, we should have been aiming. And while you are shooting the movie, you are trying to do your best, mm-hmm. but you should always be aiming to make the best thing possible. Totally. Yeah. You shouldn't be like, you should never be like, well, the goal is just to finish this. So you just finish it as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? Um, are you double bearing? Are you getting another beer? No. <laughs> oh, who's a random lady? Who is that person? <laughs> are you getting another beer? No. Oh. Can Why I get you? another beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so, Charlene, uh, an hour of meditating. So, so, just bring us back to that. And just the, the meditating so and the tell philosophy. You the like starting story of the Yeah, yeah. So basically, how it started was, um, so my my um, there there's been a lot of stuff on meditating. So I always knew it was this thing that people did, and and I knew a little bit about it. Um, but basically, my boyfriend went to India um, to visit his family, mm-hmm. and then I told him to bring me back a book because in India. The books are super, super cheap, like three or four dollars, um, okay. based on like the Canada publishing price. And he doesn't read, so basically he like for- he cannot read. Like he doesn't. That must be read. very difficult. That must he be you should, you know, difficult. Now that you're at the fifth tier, you should learn. You should to teach read. him how to read. <laughs> he knows how to read. I mean, how does he? he how does he drive through the city of Ottawa to he visit just you? Doesn't read books. Oh, yeah. Because they have words in them. He's a software developer, so he's also really into film. So that was also a really interesting story. But basically, he brought, he forgot about the book, but then in the airport, he found one and he picked up this book. And it happened to be um, A Yogi's Guide to Inner Joy by Sadhguru, Mm. who's this Indian. Uh, he calls himself a guru, but I more call him like just a philosopher. He talks about his own experience or his own enlightenment and this whole premise of being able to um live in a consistent state of bliss right like no matter what the external so like when we say we're in our like self-actualization point we all say like oh we're happy but you still get angry you still get like annoyed you still get frustrated he mentioned the state that you're in a hundred percent of the time where you're just blissed out just completely happy. And it's like, He's it's like, like you're it's fiddly D. I just yeah. stepped on a nail, but <laughs> totally. He has like you know a what? motorcycle I accident felt, story. I haven't felt a feeling like that in some time. Yeah. Pretty happy and like about it's, it. It's this idea of, um, if he could be wrong or he could be right. Like, why wouldn't you try to see if he is right? It's mm-hmm. like, he talks about, it's like if you're high or if you're drunk 100% of the time, but you're still able to function. Meaning mm-hmm. like you still have this focus or this you're like... Su- you're super, he's just super happy all the time. Yes, but focus. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like 
when you really love what you're doing and you're in this moment, you don't really care about sleep that much. That's right? true. Like, if, like when I was a kid and I used to edit video, how I knew I liked it. Because I would stay up to like three or four in the morning mm-hmm. without my parents knowing. And then <laughs> go to school at like Mom and eight o'clock. Connor, to, get to bed. Yeah. Then go to school at like eight o'clock and still be like, okay. But then do the same thing that night because I was just so excited to edit video. Awesome. Right? That like, is fantastic. It was, it was like this thing. And then imagine if you could be like that. About everything in your life. Okay. And and now I would say... I would say... It might not be possible. No, no. The thing is, would you want to? Yes. I don't know. Like, oh my I, God. The strawberries that I'm <laughs> chopping for my salad <laughs> is no. the greatest thing ever. No, no well, because here's, here's, here's what I think about dynamics. Because this okay. is what we're talking about, right? Dynamics and emotions. Mm, okay. And I think that that's where the beauty lies. The beauty in, in, in emotions lies in the fact that there are dynamics. Yeah, but it's not like you wouldn't have your emotions. You would yeah. just be separate from them so they wouldn't affect you. So you would still notice that you're getting angry. So you would still get that anger emotion. But you're but able you to like get, put it in a pocket. To like, not put it in a pocket. You're able to like hold it here and examine it and be like, okay, this angry thing, this thing is making me, why is it making me angry? And then you're able to analyze it to gain that knowledge. They do talk a lot about that in, in this kind of mindfulness movement, right? Mm. So being being in the moment and understanding how you feel so that you can. Totally, totally. I, I get it. I just, because I, I did, if, when, I, when I looked at Buddhism okay. as, as a religious path, I, I felt like, I, I don't know, I, I felt like you were, you were cheating yourself if you didn't allow yourself to get angry. Well, interesting. Like I felt like you were not doing the thing that you were designed to do. Like, I, uh. like, like you were. I, I'm not sure. I, it was a really long time ago when when I was examining this and I was deciding to do this, but I decided that there was something about um, a single state of mind that I didn't agree with. I liked the fluctuation. Like I wanted you want and you don't want to. Like I get it. I get that. You don't want to be overwhelmed by it, is, is my point. Yeah, yeah. Right? You like, you, you still you, get the you fluctuation. You don't want to be mad, but sometimes I want to be chilled and calm. And sometimes I want to be hyper and competitive. And sometimes I want to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like. But imagine if you could choose when you were in any of those states. Yeah, okay. So, sort yeah. of hyper control of your. It's control, right? Like, because yeah. if you think about who you are, it's like separate then like your body is not who you are because you can change it, right? Like yeah. and you, when you when you were born, you were this big and then now you're this big. Like so yeah. if it changes, then that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. Same with your mind. If you think about your mind when you were younger and you think about it now, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's something you've accumulated totally. over time. So something you accumulate can be yours, but it's not really you. No. So that, that's this thing with the meditation, right? It's like I read this book mm-hmm. and then I was like, why not? Like, I, it might not work. It might not be a thing. Like, I could try this thing and let me try it. This is the time to try it. I don't have kids. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, right? But also like... I won't have a quiet hour to myself later. <laughs> so... But then the thing is, is like what I noticed... So I, it's a weekend course you do until learn this whole meditation. And then what I noticed... the the first week after I did it is I felt like this focus at work. Like pe- everyone says they can multitask. I don't believe that's true. I don't think any of us can multitask. I think we I can just multitask. switch really fast. Like uh, I think we switch really fast between things and we think we're multitasking. Okay. But we're actually more, produ- like there been some science research studies on this, but we're actually more productive if we focus on one thing. Yeah. But it's so hard. Like even if you think about your phone, do you, does your, do you ever just do one thing on your phone? No, because you're text messaging or you're reading an article and you get three text messages or someone calls you. You're never doing one thing mm-hmm. here. How can you do one thing like everywhere? So mm-hmm. when I after I met, I found this really intense focus. And I found this like, for me, um, eating has always been like a problem, like my weak, weak spot. Like I would... Because your mom made delicious food. Well, yeah. So how are you going to turn that down? It's also like an India thing. Anywhere you go, like, 
you're so skinny, keep eating. And I'm like, I'm not actually that. Like, I need to stop eating all yeah, this, yeah. like, butter and sugar. And, like, yeah. So it's funny. And then I just found so much more, like, focus or control over these things that before seemed so insurmountable. When you're meditating, mm-hmm. are you listening to music? Are you just sitting by yourself? Are you going home? So there's Are one you? meditation I do that's like an easy one that everyone can do. Mm-hmm. It's like a 15 minute and it's a voice one. Mm-hmm. It's like a guided meditation. It's like a guided one. And there's a little bit of chanting and there's a little bit of listening. But there's also what it's like you, you consistently say to yourself, like, I'm not the body. I'm not the mind. Mm-hmm. So and you breathe in and you breathe out. So it's like a breathing exercise. The other one that I do is um, there's some yoga exercises to it, like back Ooh. stretches. It's all about like awakening the different chakras, mm-hmm. um, and you do that because they're all in your back or in your stomach. And then mm-hmm. there's some chanting, and then there's some like holding your breath and different breathing exercises. But there's also, um, and then at the end you just sit quietly and you just focus on you try to focus on nothing or like emptiness. Mm-hmm. But the yeah, and why I keep doing it is because when I realize those benefits. They just mean so much more to me than not doing it. So Mm -hmm. I just haven't not done it. That's cool. Yeah. That is really cool. I like that. I I have not been meditating, but I have been stretching every morning. Very nice. And it changes your day, right? Like if you think about the person who like starts their day is like super rushed and late and like, even in your own life, you've had days where you've started it like, oh my God, I'm late. What do I do? You like jump in the shower with your toothbrush. And <laughs> no, you don't. You don't do that. Yes, you that do. That is a no-no. Yes, it is I've done best. that when I was running late because mm-hmm. my cousin apparently used to do it. But you do so, this. And then so you, hang on. You, you just you're throw rushing. clothes on and you're like in the speed and then and you're then late you and you meditate for an hour. <laughs> before the meditation. Like, I'm so late. And then you go past the stop sign versus the other lady who, like, goes for a walk in the morning. Yeah. He's like, come. And meditation can mean anything to anyone. Because she doesn't have a job? Well, she still goes to work. She just wakes up 10 minutes earlier. She just gets up early. Or she has a dog that wakes her up in the morning, right? Uh, Okay. No, I know. I'm just teasing. So, listen. Mm -hmm. So, you should probably make some videos about this. About your journey. Come on now. Mm-hmm. You should make you. You're on. You're on like a, a mega. You're, you're on like a mega spiritual journey right now. You yeah. should be like so in your blog. Mm-hmm. Embed the videos. Come on now. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And and w- can uh, I this wonder blog, if it could just be like really easy videos where I just talk to the camera or something. It should yeah. be those. It yeah. should just because be those. those feel like Nothing. surmountable. Yeah. 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 Correct. Don't do anything crazy. Don't do huge production. And just do it on your phone. <laughs> yeah. And you know this is what people are doing now. We yeah. used to do this show on the phone. Really? Oh, yeah. cool. And uh, it's only gotten Slightly. this much better. And you know what? You can get a little you can get a little lav mic that goes from your phone from your thing right into your phone. Or don't. So mm. Or just don't. Use the mic. Just, just use the, mic use the phone, phone and then eventually get a mic. And those aren't those like ten bucks? Like they're, they're like pretty cheap. Bucks. Yeah. But he's right. Just do it. I mean, it's fine. Absolutely. Um, and and uh, this blog is something that you want people to see. Not yet. Okay. Fair Not enough. yet. Not yet. All right. Shalini, give us... Uh, Jason's going to ask you some questions quickly. Oh. oh, okay. Here's the thing. Every time we have a guest... I don't know if you've watched our show. No. But every time... I thanks. will now. Good. You jerk. I only knew about the show like on Thursday when Adrian Amazing. told me. should have told me about this a long time ago. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, no. We could have had an extra, one extra van. Yeah. Well, Six I have to a seven. connection. I have a like, community. There you go. We could. I could have expanded. You could have helped us. Yeah. So... Every every guest that we have, mm-hmm. we ask them for their three Desert Island movies. So these are doesn't have to be your favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. but it's something you'll take away and watch again and again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. Three. What are your three favorites? The first one's easy. It's The Dark Knight. The second one with Heath Ledger, because I've seen that forty or fifty times, Amazing. and I can like quote that movie, and I never get bored. Are you excited to see Joaquin Phoenix play the Joker? No. No? I can't do it. I, I can't do I, I can't know. do Batman without Christopher Nolan. Can't do it. Can't <laughs> well, do it. Have, there's gonna be no Batman. That's what I'm saying. There is what? Why? They're making a standalone Joker movie. That no, is amazing. But Joaquin Phoenix How is he gonna be how is he gonna be redeemable? 
This is really interesting. See, the only two Jokers that were amazing were Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. Ah. Well, the Riddler is not really is the it Joker. Jared? What about Mark? What about Mark Hamill? I don't As the Joker? Oh, in the cartoons. That oh, doesn't count. Car- well, no, it I meant movies. Count. First of all, Mark Hamill has played the Joker more than anyone. Okay. But like, just because you do it often doesn't mean you're good at it. <gasps> doesn't count. The cartoon doesn't count. And it's not a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cartoon, Jay. Mark Hamill has played the Joker in more movies than any other Joker. Oh, it's a cartoon. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, blah, 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 blah. I'm a jerk. It's fair. Uh, I don't know the other two movies. Hmm. Okay, we'll give you a moment. I am also a little bit... I'm also not looking forward to Joaquin Phoenix. When I saw him, I was like... "Ah." Like, Heath just got it it just was right yeah it was kind of deranged and sickly and uh it was just right it was so right and mm. i don't know nobody else even jared leto jared leto uh, with the shiny teeth yeah was his own thing i don't know i didn't i, it, I didn't go for it i don't know that one. i'm sorry yeah. I'm looking up on my suicide phone. squad uh the other movie is mrs doubtfire because I've also seen that uh, a million times. And I think it was a drive by fruiting. <laughs> on a desert island. Totally. You're that's right. a good decision. Um, Robin Williams is amazing. Yeah, yeah I was in debating between that one or Flubber, but I think Mrs. Doubtfire is the one. That's good. Just because also Pierce Brosnan is in it. And yeah. He's really funny. Oh, man. when he Does he take the lemon and hoof it at the back of Pierce Brosnan's head? Yeah. It's amazing. And they're at the dinner table and he's like changing between them. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So, so here's a picture so of Joaquin man. Phoenix uh, on break between filming. Somebody snapped a picture of him. Do you think he's trying to imitate Heath Ledger? No, I don't think so. No, he's sure crazy. I've seen this one. Joaquin, but... Joaquin is crazy. Really? Oh, no. totally. He went to South America and like on a spiritual quest and did you do the ayahuasca thing i hope so mm, god i'd love like the to thing? Yeah, me this too. is what he's looking like these days what he's looking he looks ready. Really he's looking ready old. to play the joker he's looking haggard yeah, yeah. guys done a couple down the around the block there number mm, three number three see i don't watch movies again and again because the greatest showman the most epic movie that has come out in the last couple of years. I haven't seen it yet. I have not it's, seen it oh, either. It's my ringtone. It's like what? It's sh- that good that it's, it's your like, ringtone. It's Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And it's the movie that is about everyone's life should go through this because he talks about these insurmountable things but he starts small right like he starts one thing at a time it's about the guy who started the circus pt barnum mm-hmm. it's a musical and it's uh hugh jackman and mm. michelle williams is it? it's oh, amazing i like, I like amazing. both of those oh Zac i like Efron. hugh jackman Zac do they oh, Zac I like Zac Efron. Yeah, Zac do they talk between singing yes yeah oh, it's not you. like a and the cool you thing didn't like Les eh? Well, I, I get it. I get it as a piece of art. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. But I, like, the singing the whole time, like, I just, the musicals that I enjoy, that I do love, because I love musicals, is talking, and then we break into song. But singing the whole like time, I'm like, I can't very connect. Known to man. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I can't connect. I just can't connect with the characters. I mean, I can't remember, did Rock of Ages talk? Yes. Okay. With Tom Cruise, yeah, oh, he was awesome in that. Yeah, that's great. But um, Russell with, Brand with with Greatest Showman, what Hugh Jackman and the director do is they introduce the film at right at the beginning. It's the two of them sitting talking to the audience, saying like, "We hope you enjoy this show," and it's just this epic, like, because Hugh Jackman he's an okay singer, like he's not like yeah. Michael Jackson kind of singer. No, but that's why it's beautiful because he feels like anyone. Who can sing this or who can do this? Yeah. And he just, you so relate to him. And that's cool. So the director and Hugh, they start the, the movie mm-hmm. talking directly mm-hmm. to camera, saying, So, we so hope you, you know this. it's fictional already. Like they don't try to make this like, like Dunkirk. He's not smoking mirrors. Is like not this a movie, real. it's an experience, right? Yeah, like yeah. Chris Nolan doesn't talk to the camera because he wants you to go away. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he that was the other movie I debated, but I don't I think I could watch that again because it's like an experience. Sure. It's not a movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Greatest Showman. I like listen to the musical all the time. I don't want. Awesome. I don't want. I'm gonna watch it. My son to find out, but my wife just bought The Greatest Showman today for Lex for Christmas. Oh, so you have to watch it on Christmas Day. It's the most. It'll be amazing. We did watch today, The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell, and he sings. He does. Amazing. Interesting. And it was awesome. That's awesome. All right, Charlene. Thank you so much for joining us. Amazing. Um, We are going to talk to you again, Mm -hmm. really, really soon. We're just going to change our clothes, change our pants. Have a shower. Have a brush shower. Our brush our teeth. Brush our teeth in the shower. In the shower. Yeah. And then we'll be right back. All right, guys. But thanks so much for joining us. Um, listen, Dream if you day. like the show, if you like Shalini, share it. Please don't, do. Don't be dumb. Because Shalini is cool. Yeah. I mean, you, no one heard me, but dream big. Work hard. Thanks for watching. First frames first. Yes. First frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.